0: Well, there was a dude with a of bone, a cowboy hat and a whip. His name was James Mitchell. <laughs> how are you all doing? Good. Pretty average? Bored? <laughs> nah, how good was worship, hey? Yeah, come on. All right, so I'm going to talk to us all tonight about... Are we up there, right? Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about serving. Who's excited about serving? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know in the Bible it says that if you want to be the greatest, you've got to be the least. And when Jesus came to Earth, his attitude was that he wanted to serve mankind. And so um, because of that, it says in Ephesians that we're going to, no, Philippians that we're going to read a bit later, that God glorified him to the highest place because when he came to Earth, he took the lowest place to serve people. So serving is very important. So (laughs) we're going to start off. Who's got Bibles? Stick your hand right up high if you've got a real Bible because it doesn't count on a phone for this one because it's too easy. All right. Okay. We've got two people. All right. We're going to have a race. Who can find Mark 10 verse 42? No, we're not waiting. Go. (laughs) 43 is in there, but um, it's everything in between. <laughs> How you guys doing over there? Your first youth group, you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it. All right, do you want to read it out? Yeah. Hang on, who, who won? Amy, did you have it too? Yeah. Amy had it first. Oh, sorry, Amy, you read it out. <laughs> Go for it. Keep going to forty-five. Excellent. So, what does that say? Who wants to? How do we become the greatest? Did anyone get that? Do you want to read that again, Amy? Just verse forty. Verse forty-five. Yeah, that's it. So what was Jesus' attitude when he came? He he came with an attitude to serve, didn't he? To set people free, I suppose. Um, so if we're talking about serving, who are we talking about? Like, um, Actually, what we'll do is we'll go next, and we'll just go for some definitions, I think. So if we're talking about getting an attitude of servanthood, attitude is a settled way of thinking about someone or something that is typically reflected in behaviour. So is that... <laughs> It's kind of like the way we position ourselves. So um, Ellie and Claire, when you guys play hockey, you guys got an attitude to get that ball away and get the goals. Yeah, and, and work hard for it. Anyone else play sport here? Yeah. yeah. So you, you, when, when you go on the court, you have an attitude. You want to get that ball, right? And, and you're going to put it through the goals. So it's the same. The way Jesus, when Jesus was up in heaven, like he came down from heaven to come to earth. And his attitude was like, I'm going to serve these people. I'm going to set them free from sin. And that's, that's Christ's attitude, and we're called to do the same. So when we're talking about serving, who are we talking about? Or, or what are we talking about? Give us some examples of things we can serve. Yes, parents. Jesus. Yeah, we can serve Jesus. That's good. That's a very good one. Hey, normal people. We can serve normal people. That's good. Um, Anybody else? Hey, you boss at work. That's a good one. The Bible talks about that. Um, Let's go to the next slide here. Sorry, we're going to talk about servant. It's a condition of being a servant, and a servant is a person who performs duties for others. Um, So Philippians 2, verses 4 to 8, we'll get back to that in a second. Sorry, guys. Uh, It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality to be God as something um, to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So that's, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Like Jesus, who was God, and who was with God, came down to earth, and he didn't, Considering himself above us, he came and he said, "Like he washed his disciples' feet." We all know that story, and um, and that's the attitude Jesus had. It says, um, in. Uh, sorry, guys. Hmm. Being content, no. It says um, it says that we are to. Oh yeah, that's the verse actually we're looking at. <laughs> Have the same mindset as Christ. Position yourselves the same as Christ, um, because we've given, we've been given everything, right? Um. So, we're called to do the same. That that verse in there is a, is a fact of his purpose. That as we live as Christians, um, we're called to position ourselves to serve, and it's not just um. It's not just the church, or just your parents, or just anything. So when we when we read in Mark ten, verse um, forty-four, actually said, "Whoever wants to be first must be the servant of all." So that's everybody, right? That's as we um as we're going about our day, we position ourselves to be um to to serve everyone. All right. So a few keys to developing an attitude of servanthood. Let's um let's start that. Number one is humility. Humility is a kind of funny thing, in particularly in Australian culture. Yeah, that's it. Encouragement's good, guys. <laughs> um, particularly in Australian culture, because we have something called the tall poppy syndrome, right? It's where when someone when someone's outstanding at something, we kind of pull them down a little bit. And so what goes on a lot is false humility. Like when you, when you do something really good, and people are saying, "Oh, wow, well, you did well," and you're sort of like, "Oh, no, it was okay." You sort of don't want to don't want to. Make it look like you're too good, kind of thing, but humility is actually more about attributing value to someone else or something else, right? So humility is like, hey, I see that Charlotte's awesome as well. I'm not going to say that I'm useless to say that Charlotte's awesome. Charlotte's just awesome because God made her and God put an identity in her that's awesome, right? So it's recognizing others' awesomeness as well. <laughs> you know, that's that's what humility is about. It's kind of like honor, kind of like um. Yeah, giving value, not simply thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. So thinking thinking about others more often, right? Um, when we develop humility, we're, we're about others. We're not just going to take our own thing or do our own thing. We're like, hey, mum, I can do the dishes because you kind of worked hard all day <laughs> and um, just had a delicious tea. So um, I'm going to help you out and you can go sit on the couch and watch TV or something, right? <laughs> Who does that? Who actually, who does the dishes at home? Who's, who's got a dishwasher? Oh, yeah. Come on. All right. So so as we, um, as we develop humility in our lives, like, as we see value in other people, all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's not all about me because Ellie's awesome too and so is Sean. And so um, I don't have to be served by them, but I want to serve. I want to look after people, right? Okay, um keys to servanthood number two we have thank- uh yeah, we have thankfulness next, so thankfulness, I think, is often rooted in content, and being thankful helps us serve because again it's it's not we don't have to strive for our own needs, right, but when we're thankful, we know what we have and therefore can give so um it's kind of like humility, thankfulness, I guess, but it, thankfulness is all things. Um, Colossians 4 verse 2 says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. I think um, there's another, another translation that says, be overflowing with thankfulness all the time. Uh, develop thankfulness as an attitude as well. Like just when you wake up in the morning, wow, man, how lucky am I, you know? How lucky am I? I? I live here and I get to do these things, you know? Um, the mundane things in life, you got to look at them like I get to do these. These are a part of what I do. So, um, also Philippians four verse twelve is I've learned the secret of being content in every situation, and that's Paul saying that. And I think at the time he was writing that, he was in he was possibly in a dungeon. So, <laughs> so Paul Paul was saying I've learned the secret of being content, and that's like hey, I have everything in Christ. You know, um, we're gonna read a verse Philippian. Um, Actually, we'll go go to the next part because the next key to servanthood is, in fact, identity. Knowing who you are and whose you are. So, um, we're going to go ahead and go to Ephesians um, 1, verse 3 to 6. Amy and Ellie, do you want to have a race to that one? See how you go. Ephesians 1, verses 3 to 6. got skills with their bibles guys <laughs> yeah three verses one to six i'm just going to go ahead and read it now stick your hand up as amy's got it okay um i'm going to read it from mine anyway but follow along on the praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in christ well, let's just pause there and go back to thankfulness for a second he has blessed us with what some spiritual gifts all uh, right, the, the verse is like, he has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing, not just one, not just two, but everything. Let's read on. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us. Well, that's kind of crazy. Like, God saw us all before we were born. It's like, hey, I love that guy, Jazz, man. Jared's awesome. <laughs> and so I'm going to make him for a purpose. And it's the same. God saw us before we were born, and he's like, man, This this girl is awesome. I'm going to give her these things to do. She's going to fit right here in in my plan in history. Um, And so so that's kind of the way God thinks about us. Okay, in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship or daughtership um, through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. So not only did he love you guys before you were born, before he even created the world, but he's like, whoa, when I can adopt um, Leanna... As my own daughter when I can adopt Shannara or Chloe when I can adopt these guys when I can adopt Josh and make him my son oh, I'm gonna be so happy I've got so much pleasure God delighted over us before we even created is that that's crazy and it? It's something to be thankful about um <laughs> now we're gonna we're gonna go straight th- straight on with 1 Peter verses 3 to 4 it's up there on the screen. Um, Follow along in your Bibles as well. So, it kind of starts out similar. The Bible says this a few times because it wants us to get it. Like, we are royalty in God, you know. We are approved of by God. He calls us His own. Um... Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, there's a lot of words there, right? <laughs> what I, well, usually what I do in my Bible is I like, underline some of the key words. So he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the death. So we don't have to go around our lives like normal or without hope. He's given, Jesus has given us a hope into eternity. Let's Let's read on and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. So not only what we see now is good, but God's actually got things stored up in heaven, like things that are like just so awesome that he wants to bless us with. Do you know, as princes and princesses and daughters of a king, we actually have things in heaven that are stored up for us that we're going to rule and reign over when we get there, Yeah it's it's crazy man like th- this is huge this life that we get to live god's put us here for for a time but then this life's like only like a pinch and then eternity is like forever and um and we get to be with jesus forever and, and live in this inheritance right inheritance is kind of a funny old old term back in back in a long time ago a long time ago um Dads would usually give everything they own to their firstborn son. And it's kind of like when the dad would die, he'd hand it over, and that would be the son's inheritance. And particularly if the father was wealthy, then the son got a pretty big head start in life, right? Um, and so Jesus like, we didn't do anything for an inheritance from God, right? We, we didn't do anything to earn it. But God's like, I sent my son Jesus to die so that I could adopt you. Why? Because as we read in in Ephesians, it gave him so much pleasure to do so. He's got good things for us and he's pleased to give them to us. Often a lack of... Back to serving. (laughs) Often a lack of willingness to serve comes from a heart that is poor, a heart that is needy. So sometimes when we feel needy in our heart, I might go to the pantry and I might find chocolate (laughs) or something. And like, oh man, that hits the spot right now. Um... And so in that, mo- in that moment, I'm like, I go and I look after my own need as such. <laughs> or, yeah, well, that's where the chocolate goes. Mum, dad. <laughs> um, or, um, or if I'm hungry, I go and find something to eat, right? And I'm, I'm sort of taking um, what I need. It's a similar thing with serving, right? If if we're, if we're kind of starved and, and worn out in ourselves and feel like, oh, I've got nothing, I'm, I've kind of... Uh, I need to spend this time with my friends, or mum, I've had a hard day at school, I just need to go sit in front of the TV, or things like that, we can't, it's difficult to serve, right, because, because our hearts are needy, they're in lack, but when we, um, when we have a heart, when we surrender our heart to God, so you know, you know that time just before exams, and it feels like the whole world's falling on our heads, <laughs> and it's like, um, study, 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 work hard, all that kind of thing, um, because you want to get a good grade, right? But we don't have to worry as such because because God's got everything, Do you know. We've already read and I'm just going to say it again. It pleases him to give us good things, right? So while we work hard, we're not we shouldn't ever come to a place of um a place of lack in ourselves or a place of emptiness. I guess where we can't serve anymore, we've got to we've got to start taking things taking things for ourselves. Um we've got to stay in that place of lord, you've given me everything. Everything I have is yours and I'm going to serve you today in every place in the classroom. I'm going to serve you in the morning at home. I'm going to serve you when I'm playing netball. I'm going to serve you in the footy field. After I hit the guy, I'm going to pray for him. No, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, My heart is going to be positioned towards you, Lord, because, because you've given me all things and you laid everything down for me, so I'm going to do the same for you. Um, and when we arm ourselves with this attitude, then serving becomes the second nature, I suppose. Um, am I allowed to preach to myself today? <laughs> is, is that cool? <laughs> so I think um, with, with identity and developing that attitude, it's important to know these verses, to know who you are, as in I'm a prince or princess of the king, of a king. I have, and it's important to know these things in the them. I have things stored up for me in heaven, I have a relationship with Jesus right now. He has died that I could have everything right now and that, um, and that I will never be in lack because, because he is my dad and he takes pleasure in giving good things to his kids. It's important to know this, right? Because this, is how, this sets us up. Because in the world, you're taught, you know, take everything you can. You'll never get anywhere if you don't take everything that you can. You know, cheat in a test or... Um, <laughs> take your rest time properly, which is important by the way, but sometimes it's important to help your mum out too. <laughs> or um, all those kinds of things, like give, give the girl a nudge when the umpire's not looking on the netball court, all this kind of thing, because you're told in order to get to the top, you've got to strive and try hard. But it's actually opposite in the kingdom of God, as we've read already. It's like, man, if you want to be the greatest, you've got to be the servant of all. And that's like, that's like, hey God, I'm laying down, I'm getting out of the way, I'm going to become the least and then all we have to do from then on is just receive from God as opposed to taking and clawing our way to the top. All we have to do is sit back, serve, rest in knowing that he has given us all good things and then he brings us through, right? And whatever we we are given in life, that's our lot from God, right? Yeah. So that's that's kind of the difference in identity and so then we need to know whose we are so we belong to him and because we belong to him we'll never be in need is that right or what so good hey all right we're just going to finish up with a verse now um matthew 16 verse 25 for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will save it and yeah (laughs) and we kind of covered that already it's it's easy to lay your life down for a, for a God and a king who's good and who takes pleasure in giving us good things and, and looking after us. And even though we do go through seasons, right? I mean, Paul wrote that about contentment in a dungeon. We go through seasons up and down. But Paul's contentment wasn't rooted in his circumstances of the day. Paul's contentment was rooted in, hey, I have Jesus in my life forever and he's living inside of me and everything will work out, right? All right, so... Um,